Mission log September 8th, 2023. Expedition to Arcadia 19. The time is 0459 Universal Basic Time. Once again, this is Dr. Kinton. Much has transpired since I last logged our progress, and I am currently working through the night to prepare to enter the mines. But let me not get ahead of myself. After our tour of the facility, we split off and went our separate ways. I approached the general store for a personal matter, and Brooks followed close behind. I suspect she is realizing she has much to learn from me. Mr. Hillman was strangely informal, but had some decent insight to share. We hired Miss Hillman to fix our equipment. During this time, Major Strong indulged his curiosity by inspecting the kitchen and greenhouse of the mining barracks. He said something about, don't eat the biscuits. I am curious about the biologist who works in the greenhouse. Strange that they'd bring me all the way from Earth and not have their in-house scientists take a look. Just as we were set to turn in for the night, Brooks called us all to the infirmary. Dr. Prentice welcomed me to examine the deceased body of one of the miners. In this corpse I found an alarmingly large syncillum. Whatever we are dealing with is enormous and dangerous and unprecedented. Down a well-lit and exceptionally mundane hallway, Bobby, datapad in hand, skip steps and hustles alongside a tall man whose face is as tight as a clenched fist, who's wearing too many rings on his fingers, and has an exceptional hairline. He's wearing a similar lab coat Cossack-style outfit to Bobby, but in perfect contrast to her white uniform, his is a stark black. Now, tell me again why we haven't shipped, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bachman. Yeah, yeah, Bachman. Why haven't we shipped Bachman back home yet? We see Bobby reviewing her data pad. It looks as though Dr. Prentice's initial autopsy warranted a more thorough investigation. Huh, well, that's just stupendous. Do you know what a more thorough investigation means? Uh, Of course I know what it means. A whole barrel full of paperwork for yours truly. Bobby's data pad chimes. Oh, okay, we've got an update here. It looks like the COD 
has changed from occupational fatality to uh, pending. Pending? What? The data pad chimes again. Oh, it looks like we've got a new chart note, but no, this this can't be right. This this note's been signed by Doctor Kinton. <sighs> well, shit. Here, I thought today would be just a little less exciting. The man turns away from the conversation and enters through a door into a particularly plain office, leaving Bobby outside in the hall. We can see him activate a pin pad lock on the desk drawer. Reaching in, he removes a pistol. He checks it over, cocks back the slide to make sure it's loaded, and tucks it into his coat. He then proceeds back towards the hall. After a short walk in silence, the two stop. Bobby presses the lighted button on the wall. After a tense moment, the elevator's doors open, and the two step inside. The doors then shut behind them. When we last left you three, you were in the infirmary with Dr. Prentice. Kinton, you were examining the body, and you found an interesting discovery. Upon further investigation of his hair, you understand it to be, as the brilliant biologist that you are, sensillum. And I know you know what that is, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway. This is a penicillin. Mm-hmm. This is a chinchilla. <laughs> yep. So a sensillum is a sensory organ. So there are small hairs that provide perception for specific stimuli. Each sensillum consists of one sense cell and one nerve fiber. In all of your experiences, biologists, you have never seen one of this size. Typically, a sensillum is connected to an arthropod of some sort. Arthropods are invertebrates, if, you, uh, if that helps. Dr. Prentice, have you ever seen a sensillum of this size? Look at the size <laughs> of that sensillum <laughs> on that archer. I walked into it, huh? <laughs> Dr. Kenton, I have not. What is that? Was that growing in him? I would posit that it was left there by whatever made this hole and drained him of his fluids. As you're holding this finding up between you and Dr. Prentice, Ford and Brooks, you're sitting to the side. Are you around the table with everybody? What are you two doing? I think I'm sitting down because... Okay. Uh, this is making me nauseous. Mm. <laughs> In and out of character. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Ford, the same? Um, I think I would be standing up reading a book in the back. Did you bring your own? What kind of book are you reading? <laughs> uh, it's my journal. Oh, just reading through your musings? Yeah, just from what I wrote down from the greenhouse and everything I've... Mm. I would be standing up and I would look up throughout this conversation. I'm still a part of it. It's just very much a, I'm not sitting down for it. I'm just standing in the back. Sure. This tension is broken slightly by the infirmary doors opening. And in walks this grim-faced man. He's wearing a Cossack lab coat similar to Bobby, who is right next to him. Her outfit is white, and his is this deep black 
Well, well, well. It is an honor to finally meet the three of you. You must be Dr. Kenton. Yes. Uh, and who might you be? Dunning. Foreman Dunning. You could say I'm the one that's in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge here? We didn't even have to ask. Yeah, he just, he just told us. Oh. What is perturbing me slightly is the fact that you three are in here having some sort of investigation on Bachman. I'm not entirely sure that was in your... Uh, job description but please let me know what's going on and he he sits down and crosses his legs in one of the chairs next to you brooks what have you found well there was a disturbing lack of detail in our job description as it was so forgive me for taking initiative here in your clinic forgiven and what Pratel is that? This is a chin... I already forgot what it's called. A chinchilla. A sim ceiling. This nope. is a... This is a... <laughs> a Phil million. It's a blim billim. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put the word in the chat so y'all can know. I put all the things that sound like it in the chat. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam. <laughs> Sincillum. Dunning, this is a sincillum used by arthropods. It is a simple sensory receptor consisting of modified cell or small groups of cells in the cuticle or epidermis, typically hair or rod-shaped, as you see here. Dunning, what this means is whatever you brought us here to investigate, to study, is incredibly large and incredibly dangerous. Does that make you afraid, Kenton? Any fear is superseded by the fact that a discovery like this is unprecedented. A journal published about this, whatever's down there could change how we study xenobiology. It could change our perception of what else might be out there in the stars. And that, Dr. Kenton, is exactly the attitude that I am looking for. Do you two feel the same way? Are you saying there's, there's spiders down there? There's no evidence that it is an arachnid, though I would not. Rule out the possibility, Brooks. Um, I think Brooks is like deathly afraid of spiders. <laughs> oh, this is a fun thing. The character all of a sudden. <laughs> Anyone else have any fears they want to tell me about? <laughs> no. Um, is this ringing a bell? I don't think the war you were in was against aliens. There are no alien humanoid races in this world. The war you were in was a human war. Mind you, your nightmare was very scary and seemed inhuman. Okay. Any, there was something banging at a door. There were, your, your friend got all tangled up. His body was all crunched. 
and stuff, and there were crazy noises outside, but you didn't see a creature okay. or anything. It's just the, it was the, the your fears. Suspensey yeah. words. Okay. So, well, there then, were a lot of suspensey words. Well, then in that case, I would have nothing to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I wouldn't overly worry about <clears throat> spiders. Yeah, creatures. I'm more afraid of people. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Dr. Prentice, does this all ring true? I double-checked all of his findings. Every Everything is unfortunately up to snuff. Well, maybe today's not nearly as bad as I expected it to be. I might have to uh, rock, paper, scissor you for naming the thing, kitten. Once we go down there and get it, that is. I would propose that we skip our sleep cycle and get to work immediately. I do love that attitude. I do, kitten. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I know your helmet is currently in repair and you can't go down there without that. And I know uh, Brooks's little glue gun is also in need of some tinkering. I have already suspended next morning's shift, so no one else like Bachman here will have to get sent home early. What about us? What about you, Brooks? I'm a fucking mechanic. I'm, I'm, I... And there is a plethora of equipment down in that mine that if it fails and we should need to utilize it, you will be called upon to do your job. Do you want to roll influence someone against Brooks? Uh, I will. Brooks, you gotta, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, I probably do need to be convinced. Dr. Kenton, go ahead and roll. Plus influence someone, plus your CX for Brooks. Which is zero. Which is zero. I feel nothing. <clears throat> well, that's a four. <laughs> cool. On a miss, they get to decide how they'll react. If this changes the relationship between the two of you and what it might cost you, within reason, they get a plus one forward on their next roll against you. Okay. Do you think that this changes the relationship between you two, Brooks? I think it would positively because he's actually saying that I'm needed and it's not necessarily condescending. Yeah. He actually sounds confident instead of sounding like a fucking asshole. I mean, he definitely sounded like a fucking asshole. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But not as bad as it normally is. I mean, I like that. That's an interesting way to take this. Yeah, that is cool. And we know what it might cost you. It might cost you your life. Yeah. If I get the choice to run or save Dr. Kitten, guess what I'm doing? I'm running. <laughs> well, you get a plus but, one on that roll. Yes. Remember that. Anything involving Dr. Kitten, you get a plus one against him. Okay. Nice. That is surprising. <laughs> Not how I thought that was going to go. Yeah. Considering you almost punched me once. Oh, I still might. <laughs> <laughs> well, the three of you do look a. Uh... A hair tired. I think some rest might do good, and then first thing tomorrow, I will go down in those mines with you myself, and we will figure out what left this, uh... I'm just gonna call it a hair. What left this hair inside good old Bachman? Are we copacetic? (laughs) No. 
Is he okay? Is he okay? <laughs> what, yeah, what is that? I, I don't think we allowed cell phones in here. <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't get it. Keep the copacetic. Oh, I don't know that song. I do. How okay. on earth do you not know that song? God damn it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't think I know it either. <laughs> what, who is what? it? Fucking, I don't even know. Okay, right. You don't oh know it either. <laughs> no, it's one of those songs that you're not supposed to know the artist. You just oh my god, god. I don't know yeah. think that's yeah. It looks like "Bound for the Floor," a song by American alternative rock duo Local H. I was yeah, Local H. That all sounds like it was written by an algorithm. Bound yeah. for the floor. <laughs> As a made-up song for made-up people. Seems you got used to it. You know this goddamn song. Okay. I, d- I don't. <laughs> I super don't. <laughs> you all rest in the uh, the barracks and get yourself a nice cup of coffee in the morning and make sure that helmet's in working order and we'll head down there. Any questions? Uh, Do you have guns? <laughs> I do. All right. <laughs> that was it. That was my question. <laughs> very, very good question. Uh, I see why they brought you along. <laughs> you are a wealth of illuminating questions. Oh, man, you're worse than kitten. <laughs> what is his name again? Foreman. Dun- Dunning. Dunning. D to the U to the N to the N to the I to the <laughs> Okay. Dunning. And can't no other lady put it down like me. I'm done delicious. <laughs> I put them arthropods on rock rock. Oh my god. Okay. Well, maybe if you s- stopped putting those arthropods on lock, you wouldn't <laughs> have to be here. I'm gonna have you ever thought about that? I'm gonna die, right? Amazing. Are three of you leaving? I leave. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, Dunning and Bobby leave before you and as you are headed out you see Dr. Prentice raise the table that Bachman is on and turn it 90 degrees and slide it into a hatched door on the wall behind her locking it it's one of those things they put bodies in in morgues like morgues what do you you call it yeah I don't know a drawer (laughs) morgues body drawer a body drawer the three of you head through the atrium and towards the common room the barracks unless there is anything you'd like to do on your way nope i want to go to sleep perfect i want to get in this mine <laughs> you all have some exhaustion on you correct yes so i would love to count this rest as a take a moment unless dr kinton you are not taking a moment are you going to stay up this evening I was going to say, I would like to forego my rest to do some arthropod research. Okay. So I think we will, unless you have another place in mind, in mind, ha, 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 in mind, perhaps sitting in the cafeteria next to the coffee machine throughout the night. Sure. Yeah, sounds great. That, since you don't have an office set up here. Uh, so Brooks and... Major Ford, unless you have something else you'd like to do, you can both minus one exhaustion. Okay. It's done. And the two of you sleep comfortably in cots. Major Ford, these are not dissimilar from military cots that you've slept on many times in the past. Dr. Kinton, what does this evening look like for you? Give me a, a 
a rundown. I think I would send like a quick little message to Lisa and say like, you know, Lisa, could you please send any published academic papers on arthropods in xenobiology to my datapad? So you get in response feedback initially that is jarring to your ear. Dr. Kenton, I do apologize for my lack of communication. The debris storm created a great deal of interference, and I have only just repaired the corresponding relays. There is damage to the ship? Only minor. Interference was the major cause of correspondence delay. I have detected spikes in your adrenaline levels, rises in blood pressure and heart rate, as well as several soft tissue injuries. Have you been in an accident? Just a minor setback on the journey right now. My mind is only focused on the job at hand. I have made a discovery that there is some sort of creature living here in the mines. I am compiling the academia requested. I must ask, how is the mission progressing? It's barely begun, Lisa, but this could be it. This could be my big break. And how are you, Dr. Kenton? I am exhilarated. Inspiring. Why don't you roll a survey the scene for questions from these research papers? Okie doke. And ask me from there. I feel like that's uh, a good way to do this, right? Sounds good to me. What am I rolling plus, Cap? Roll plus head. Mm-mm. You just wanted me to say it. I rolled a seven. On a seven to nine, you may ask me one question from the list. Who's in charge here? Now, what are you doing here late and not drinking coffee? <laughs> no, I don't want I'm to. I'm in charge. I don't <laughs> want to talk to that fucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, let me read these questions real quick. Is there something important that I'm missing is what I'm going with. And I think I'm mostly just like, I think honestly, Kenton is mostly trying to make sure that this is an unprecedented discovery. Like he, he just, he wants, he's very focused on discovering something new. Okay. I think you spend the majority of the evening coffee after coffee going through all of these journals that Lisa sends to your data pad. And something like this is unprecedented, especially the size in which this must be in relation to the Sensillum. You find a theoretical journal written by Dr. Gregorian. This journal theorizes potential life among the stars, simple creatures, almost rudely saying that there could be nothing similar to the Goldilocks zone that created human life, that anything would be simple-minded and likely nothing would be found larger than single-cell organisms. 
planktons and things like that. If you were to find something sentient and large, some sort of megafauna that has never been found, history would remember Dr. Kinton forever. Gregorian, if only you could have lived to see the day that I finally prove you wrong. Almost in immediate response to you saying that, you hear a... (laughs) coming from behind you. (laughs) I think that I would take another sip of my coffee and send another calm to Lisa and say, Lisa, I'm afraid that... The side effects of the sleep drugs have not quite worn off. I am running a diagnostic on your blood work now via your EVA suit. Just a moment. (laughs) That one even louder, and you can hear the glass of the coffee carafe shake with that noise. And if you look over your shoulder, you can see the small cabinet that the coffee machine is sitting upon has shaken slightly with the noise. I will very slowly turn around. As you do, you see the two doors of the cabinet slightly opening and closing, and in front of those two cabinet doors is a line of soil leading into them. (laughs) Again, with one loud rattle, The cabinet shakes, and the carafe nearly spills. I don't really have any... I mean, my tangle gun is getting Mm -hmm. worked on, right? Untangled, yeah. There are, you know, improvised weapons. Mm -hmm. You could grab the chair you're sitting on or something, you know, or your coffee cup, who knows? I would get up and grab a nearby chair and uh, just kind of keep it in front of me, not necessarily... Like, more of a protective measure. Like, the four, like, you're, uh, there's a lion in front of you and you're at the circus, the four legs sticking outward? Exactly, yeah. I love that very much. It's a, I see this image in my head. Doctor, it would appear that you are clear of any toxins or lasting medications. Everything is pristine. Thank you, Lisa. Your heart rate is steadily increasing. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, I just scoot closer and closer to this rustling drawer cabinet. Yeah, as you get closer, it again shakes, and the carafe this time takes a tumble and shatters on the ground in front of you, spilling that delicious lifeblood of coffee onto the floor at your feet. I guess I'll, like, poke the drawers with the chair. Roll me an act under fire. Ooh, bam. That is a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. What a weird <laughs> way to say that. <laughs> plus head? Act under fire is plus hand. Hmm. Zero. Unless... So, eleven. Unless our medical scarcity is affecting me. It is not. You... With the bravery of any biologist. (laughs) You knock the legs of the chair against the cabinet, and the doors burst open in front of you. And in a a torrent 
of feathers, a chicken <laughs> lands in front of you, <laughs> now shaking off some coffee that has spilled on it and pecking at the dirt soil that it tracked into this cabinet. I think I sigh, a heavy sigh. Mm-hmm. Does the chicken go anywhere? Uh, it is standing in front of you, plucking at the soil. Hello, little thing. You gave me quite a fright. It it kind of coos and flaps its wings. It's a pretty large chicken. It, it looks it looks well fed and well kept. Surely you don't belong here. Where is your home? The chicken says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just look over this uh, list of moves here. I am far from my home planet. <laughs> That's what I was gonna do. You stole it. I come from a land long from here. What was that planet that you made up? I am an Who alien from Booble Boggin, and I am <laughs> Blue Blah Blah Blah. I am Cocktholabu. Oh my god. Yes. yes. I'm not going to make you roll with your intellect, <laughs> your brooding, delicious brain. I think you assume two things. It either came from the kitchen or it came from the greenhouse. I don't think that a biologist likes the idea of a chicken being slaughtered. I agree. Neither do I. And I think that he, I think that he brings it to the greenhouse. Maybe... Maybe Ford said, by the way, if anyone finds a chicken, that weird guy in the greenhouse is looking for it. You enter the double doors into the greenhouse, instantly hit by the smell of vegetation, which you haven't smelled since you left the Atola on your own little garden that you keep in the ship. As soon as you enter, you hear some... Strained grunting coming from beyond the first row of cabbage and corn. Uh, hello? Is somebody there? Hel- hello, yes, I'm entering. Oh, that's a voice I haven't heard before. I am. Go- I'm down here. Are you looking for a chicken? Yes! <laughs> I am. Uh, you hear his voice sounds far away. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> As you walk forward into the greenhouse, you are almost hit by dirt that goes flying past you. Oh, are you digging a hole? Very astute. <laughs> you see him about four feet down. Uh, digging a rectangular hole. I am Dr. Kinton. What is your name? A pleasure. A pleasure to meet you, Dr. Kinton. He he puts his shovel in the dirt and wipes his hands on his lab coat. Uh, He, (laughs) from about four feet down in the dirt, extends a dirt-covered hand upwards towards you to shake your hand. I'm Dr. Tragian biologist it says so on my jacket see ah yes i have met i see that uh you're a fellow biologist yes it is nice to meet you adieu i kind of i put a handkerchief 
around my hand to protect me from getting Very dirty. Very soft. And I, and I, help, you. I help him out. He, after he shakes your hand, he takes it from you and wipes his face with it and gives it back to you. You can keep it. Thank you. Even though it has your initials on it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Would you mind if I have the chicken? Oh, yes. It gave me quite a fright. I was drinking coffee alone in the cafeteria and it was fiddling around in one of the drawers. That sounds very lonely. Yes, it was alone when I found it. No, you. Oh. You sound very lonely. I prefer it that way. Others tend to get in the way. Not chickens. He, he takes the chicken over and puts it into a, uh, along a wall of cages that have other chickens in them. He puts it in and puts a little food in with it and it starts happily pecking at it. Tell me, Dr. Intragian, have you heard about the discovery in the mine? The reason why I have been hired, my team and I? A little. Mostly over here in the miners, hearsay and rumors. Why is it that they didn't send you down there? Oh, well, I'm very busy. And the Carrion Corporation has a long-standing relationship with the Swan. What's it called? Swan. Swan Scientific. Swan Scientific, thank you. I, uh, I grow the corn, and I raise the chickens, and I dig. But no, I'm, I'm quite busy up here. And look at you. You look right for the job. Young, smart as a whip. Can I get a feeling? Not busy digging holes. <laughs> Can I get a feeling about this very strange man? (laughs) Yeah. If you get one, let me know. Roll plus heart. My heart is minus one because it represents empathy and stability. Yeah. Sounds about right. I rolled a six, so I got a five. (laughs) Oh, should I have been marking the experience? I leveled up. Nice. Is there anything uh, you want to take in this moment that will help you? Probably not. Probably not. What does your jittery move do? I have to be stressed. I have to be more stressed to be vibrating. Okay, okay. It's <laughs> a weird sentence. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I think that I am going to... Yeah, I think that I'm going to take my medic move with this level okay. up, which doesn't help Sounds me. Sounds helpful. But it might help me when we're being murdered by a bug. Sure. What is it? Will you just read it for me real quick for me and the audience and our two compatriots? Yes, it's one of the scientists variant moves, the medic. Uh, and the medic has a move called deforest station <laughs> uh, or deforest station. Deforestation. Well, sure, but it's spelled <laughs> oh. deforest or deforest like okay. like it's the name of a station. Mm. Right. Anyway, it's probably a reference to Star Trek because I don't I don't fucking watch Star Trek because I'm not a fucking You're nerd. Not a fucking nerd, yeah. <laughs> like Vin Diesel. These nerds out here like Vin Diesel. We're talking about family. After med school, you did your residency at the best station hospital in the solar system. 
Whenever you try to heal an unstable patient, roll plus head. On a 10 plus, you stabilize the patient and heal four harm. Wow. On a seven to nine, you stabilize them and heal one harm. Uh, on a miss, you make it worse. <laughs> Wonderful. Good level up. Uh, what are you sitting at exhaustion-wise? Two. Okay. So in honor of your failure, in honor of you not sleeping and getting scared by a chicken and unnerved by Dr. Entragian, I'm going to give you two more exhaustion. Whoa. That's a lot. Yeah. Man, fuck Star Trek. <laughs> Set phasers to boring, am I right? Nice, got him. Beam me up another show to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Go forth and prosper as long as you're watching something that doesn't it's, suck. It's, it's live long and prosper. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I don't fucking watch it. Well, uh, I'm going to get back to digging my hole. You look tired. Maybe you should sleep. I'll sleep when I'm fucking dead. (laughs) Well, you can't sleep in my hole. (coughs) Not big enough yet. (laughs) Better get back at it, burning the midnight oil. Have fun in the mines tomorrow. (laughs) I miss you you already. (laughs) Goodbye, you strange, beautiful creature. This guy's just going to be on your ship when you get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) The three of you, uh, two of you having a restful sleep, Dr. Kinton having a worse than average evening, I would say, studying data pads in the morning, you... To stop by Mon Pa Hillman's shop, have a long and deep conversation with Pa Hillman in front, and Ma then brings you out your tangle gun, your plasma gun, and your helmet, free of cracks. Awesome. You've already paid. Everyone's good to go. The three of you exit into the atrium, where other than a few people eating, other than Nyoki cleaning up the broken glass from the bun machine. There is no hustle and bustle. Everyone has been given the day off so that you three and Foreman Dunning can go down into the mines. I know we're all hankering to get down there. I'm just going to ask to be polite. Is there anything anyone needs to do before we go down there? Last save point. Does anyone need to go to the restroom? (laughs) Yes. I'll go pee-pee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I take a big shit. What if I had a scary scene planned for you to go to the bathroom and no. I was really trying to lead you to the bathroom? <laughs> it was a joke. I would like to grab a lot of broccoli. What? <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let's see what he's thinking. <laughs> I just like broccoli. I don't okay. <laughs> if you want broccoli, you got to go talk to a Tragian again. And I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> Well, 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 the three of you look, well, two of you look rested. Long night there, Dr. Kenton. Just doing everything I can to prepare for what we're going to find down there. I do appreciate your professionalism. Everyone ready to go? You can see that Foreman Dunning is in a Eva suit now. He is no longer wearing his uniform. Foreman, may I have a moment with my colleagues first. Yeah, of course. 
You can all see that uh, Foreman Dunning also has a pistol on his hip. How do guns work in space? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. You don't even have a gun. <laughs> I know. We'll have to see what he pulls the trigger, huh? Thinking about his stupid pistol. Okay. Um. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. It's a space pistol. It's a space pistol. Cool. Brooks, um, Ford, and I are prepared and ready to face the danger of this mission. I wanted to give you one last chance. There is some minor damage that our ship has sustained in the bullet rain, and it will require some repairs. You could go ahead and get a head start while we head down into the mine. Huh. I think I think of my brother and how he was 100% committed to this mission and how he wouldn't be a scared cat. (laughs) 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 I look at Dr. Kenton, and I'm going to say, uh, I'm all in, Doc. Good. Then we should waste no more time. Y'all ready to go? There's really fucking alien spiders I'm going (laughs) to... Listen, if there's alien spiders, we're all going to be really upset and have a... Oh, when when did you get here? You're you fucking eavesdropping on our conversation. You're all quite loud. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Boston. <laughs> oh, that explains it. <clears throat> uh, space Boston or terrestrial Boston? Is there a space sounds like Moon Boston? <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> moon Boston. I'm from Boston, Texas. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I want to be in this fucking mine, even if there's spiders in it. Brooks, Dr. Kenton, Major Ford, the three of you step onto the elevator into the cage to go down to the mine. You are joined by Foreman Dunning. You can see him put his helmet on and fasten it. Uh, he looks at you three to do the same. I don't do it. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. I immediately do it. We've all seen the magic school bus. We I, know what happens. I put his helmet on and secure it. <laughs> as he, he wanted ro- me to do. Is he a robot? How'd you know? <laughs> so my wire's hanging out again. <laughs> now, Bobby, you be good up here, okay? You take care of things. You see Bobby. She looks rather nervous at the four of you going down into the mine and gives you a tentative thumbs up. And with her other hand, she presses the controls to lower the cage. I hate it. Why is it called the cage? It's so scary. The floor you're standing on begins to descend diagonally into the ground. It has the top of the cage goes below the floor, a airlock door seals above you. The four of you are now in complete darkness.
welcome back to Shrimp and Crits Arcadia. My name is Cap, and I am so happy to have you back along with us for this zany adventure through space. First and foremost, I want to talk to you about scheduling. In two weeks from today, we will not have our typical Shrimp and Crits Arcadia release. We will be releasing Tallahassee Nights Episode 1. Tallahassee Nights is the spin-off series of Season 1 Golakochka that takes place in the gritty 90s. This series is typically a Patreon exclusive, but since we have a week off, we want to put that out on our main feed so you all can get a taste of what you're missing on Patreon. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash shrimpandcrits. Joining at even our lowest tier, the Guppy tier, you'll have access to all of our bonus content, things like Tallahassee Nights, Barb's Bloopers, ASMRE, and a plethora of other absurd one-shots and a whole bunch of fun stuff, including access to our private Discord channel. If you're interested in finding us on Discord, you can join that Patreon server for free in the tourist role, which won't give you access to everything, but you will be able to join us for the listening parties. Those listening parties are at 8 p.m. Monday nights on release days, including right now, hello, listening party. Hello, shrimps. You can also find us on Discord in the actual place Discord server. That server is for enjoyers and creators of actual play podcasts just like ours. You can find links to all these places and everywhere you can hear us and find us online on our link tree. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash shrimp and crits. That's kind of a landing page that'll open your world to everything deliciously southern fried. On social media, you can find us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at shrimp and crits. You can find us on Blue Sky at shrimpandcrits.com, and you can find us on Mastodon at shrimpandcrits at podvibes.co. I want to remind you all about LaRange, who made the excellent outro music to Shrimp and Crits Gullicotrica. He has started his own label, Old Soul Music. There are so many great artists there, and more joining all the time. I want you to all go to oldsoulmusic.com and check it out right now. That being said, I want to remind everybody to tell a friend about Shrimp and Crits. You telling people is the best way for our show to reach those new ear holes. All right, that's it. That's all I've got. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I have to go return some videotapes. Once the colossal doors above you close, all light retreats into the surrounding darkness. The cold stillness of the mineshaft envelops your group until the auto lamps on your EVA suits click on with a high-pitched resonating whistle that echoes all around you. The flat elevator lift platform you're standing on is perforated, and you can now see the secondary door beneath you begin to open, allowing your lift to pass further into the abyss below. This descent is painfully slow. A minute passes, 
two, three. You hear. I'm sorry, was I doing that out loud? I apologize. Are you bringing us into Haunted Mansion? Because <laughs> it kind of sounded like Haunted Cause... Mansion. That's literally the theme song to this uh, this whole show. So it's weird that you don't recognize it. Um, <laughs> if it is Haunted Mansion, I'm, I'm getting sued. So. I, re- yeah. I, re- <laughs> I recognize it as Haunted Mansion. <laughs> well, you should have said something months ago. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't notice it until we were on an elevator going into a dark place. <laughs> I do apologize. It just always takes a little while to get down there and trying to pass the time. Y- you know, Pa said it was bad luck to... Spit it out. Come on, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> to sing in the mines, right? Or whistle or whatever the fuck. Well, I was humming, so I'm sure we'll be. Oh okay. yeah, you weren't whistling. He's technically, he's humming. <laughs> Paul's been in low atmosphere a little too long. His brain's getting all goopy. <laughs> goopy is that scientific? Yep. <laughs> what is the word on beatboxing in a mine? Is that good or bad? Luck? <laughs> it is encouraged. <laughs> Please don't. Wow, you are beatboxing in character. I hear your voice. That's really actually quite impressive. Thank you very much. You didn't tell me you wanted me to bring my beatbox. I left it on the plane. (laughs) The plane. Anyway. (laughs) It was a slow elevator, isn't it? I've been on slower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, me too, me too, absolutely Just like, what's the most asshole thing I can say in any given <laughs> Just one-upping That's very good Does anyone have anything they want to do or any questions they need to ask before the uh, this uh, amazing ride is over? I don't want to do anything that keeps us from actually the yep, doors opening We're and then the and yeah. then the the title screen going mine chamber for the area that we've remain. entered. <laughs> I take off my pants. No, well, you're in space. You die. <laughs> what the hell? It's bad luck to wear pants in mine. That's true. We did just pass that poster. <laughs> um, I think I'm probably like fidgeting and like rearranging my tools in my tool belt. I think I'm doing absolutely nothing and I'm pressing the down button <laughs> to get harder. Fuck out of here. Oh, now you jammed it. I think oh, I'm doing no. too much. I think I'm doing now exactly nothing to keep a conversation um, going. Is it enclosed? It's completely enclosed. I fucking hope you so. Can't, you can't like see out. Of <laughs> you are <it>. on. <laughs> well, you can see. He said it was perforated. Yes, you can see down. You can see above you. It's open. You're not in a box. There's a cage around you, but you can okay. see the stone walls on all the sides. You're not enclosed. That's what I was thinking. Most elevators are like or cave elevators. I have some games on my pad here. If you want to pass the time, we could 
to Angry Birds. <laughs> it's 2006 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, Do you have that game, Magi? Um, <laughs> Magi. <laughs> I really like Majong. I can feel Cap melting. No, I'm enjoying this. I'm just, I'm like a listener right now. I'm just smiling. The cage reaches the bottom of the shaft with a grinding halt, sinking into the well-worn divots created by repetitive use. And do you all take your first steps into the mine? Congratulations. All around you, you can see what at one point was a neat and fully functioning base camp. Now, equipment is strewn about the cave. Some is still potentially usable, but most has been crushed and shattered beyond repair. Tools, generators, survey equipment, and even a large, toppled, six-wheeled personnel carrier litter the room before you. What do you do? The personnel carrier. You mean like, uh, like a buggy of some sort? <laughs> yes, if you would look in the uh, Arcadia Discord channel, I sent a day or so ago a picture of a personnel carrier. You may look at it now. Yeah, I would like to check that out. Sure. Roll me a survey of the scene. What are you looking for? Is it does it look damaged? It's toppled. Okay, I was say you, you said things were strewn strewn about. Strewn. Strewn. Even a large, toppled, six-wheeled personnel carrier. I keep wanting to say character. Litter the room before you. I'm excited about this six-wheeled character that we're about to (laughs) Last time I I gave you a robot. (laughs) I heard topped, so I thought like it had like something on top of it. Yeah, forget it. I usually listen to the first three words of three letters of every word, too. (laughs) I listened, man. All right, survey the scene. That is plus head. Mm. That's a seven. Ah, the seven to nine. You can ask me, your speaker, one question. <laughs> Who's in charge here? <laughs> I was gonna so that. sorry. Hello, I am Mr. Personnel Carrier. I've got six wheels and I'm ready to go. Except I'm upside down at the moment. No, he think- sounds like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Is that what you think Vin Diesel <laughs> Well, hello there. I'm Vin no. Diesel, and I'm all about family and going fast and furious. Is there something important that I'm missing? All around you, on the ground in here, the ground is the same regolith you're used to from outside of the mining facility. There are these large divots in the ground. They're fairly evenly spaced, you know there's no way that bullet rain could get down here, so something else must be making these divots. There are also, far fewer than there are these divots, long drag lines in the dirt. They're a little less than a foot wide, but it looks like something was dragged along, and there's even one that ends right at the top of personnel carrier. These lines enter and exit this base camp area, and they are all around it, surrounded by these deeper divots. I point that out to my crew members. Thank you, Brooks. Uh, I will take over from here. And I begin to start looking for biological material in these divots or drag marks or what have you. I love that. Do you have a special move for that, or would you like to just survey the scene? 
Um, I mean, I'm probably using my science equipment, like my um, sample containers. I'm trying to collect pieces, but no, I don't have a special move. Do you get plus something for being exhausted? Am I vibrating? You thrive on coffee s- substitutes, Stimpax, and anxiety. Take plus one to any head rolls when you have three stress or more, which I do. Okay. Well, you get yourself a plus one on that survey of the scene. Tight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't know if that's good or bad. That's 11 plus three. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you win. 14. Oh, Ian's just you like Katie. Me. Oh, my God. You just can't tell if it's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of us celebrate pretty strange. <laughs> we do. <laughs> On a 10 plus, you may ask me, your speaker, two questions from the list. Here's an interesting question that I don't think has been asked yet. Would I know anything that's related to this? Interesting. Related to the divots or are you? Oh, that's a good point. I don't I haven't actually found anything. What can help you? I guess. Yeah. What can help me first? Or is there something? Whatever will get me to yeah. Whichever I think probably of those the last one, and then no, fuck it. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with what happened here. Okay, and your second question? Probably still, would I know anything that's related to this? As in, whatever happened here? Yeah, I like this. You are a brilliant biologist. Uh, we can all attest to that. <laughs> It's always nice to hear it out loud. Yeah. (laughs) From God. And you understand that these divots are from legs of some sort, feet. I wouldn't say feet because there's no feet on them, but (laughs) legs of an arthropod. The gait, the way they step and move is similar to earth arthropods that you are familiar with. What is unfamiliar is the immense size that this creature must be. Judging by the gate of these divots and the way everything is trashed in here, would you know anything that's related to this? It is similar to studies that you've done on large horned beetles and how they lift things and knock things around like a Hercules beetle or something like that, a Goliath beetle, maybe they're called something like that. You know what I'm talking about with the big, long, hard horn on top? Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Like, or that one Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Heracross? Heracross? Heracross. Heracles? Heracross? Fuzzy Snatch. Um, <laughs> hey, that play Heracross. <laughs> anyway. Yes, that is uh, something that could be related to this. And whatever other question you asked, I feel like that answers it a little bit. What happened here? What happened here? Is that a quite large arthropod ransacked the joint? Are there any other corpses of humans? No. Work was called off after Bachman came up and you all arrived. The The shift has been on hold. Ford, what are you doing? Uh, I just wanted to look around and see if I happen to see any oxygen tanks. I know that's very specific. Hey, you know, there weren't any before, but if you roll well, there might be. Roll me a survey of the scene. Plus that. Why are you laughing? 
I don't know. Everybody give Cap head and he'll give you a quest. <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, like a riddle. that is a nine minus one. Eight. All right. On a seven to nine, you can ask me one question. Uh, what can help me? Nice. There is. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> unbroken against the wall, almost where a fire extinguisher would be. There is a, a glass fronted panel. With two oxygen tanks inside for emergency use only. Okay. Okay. Are you going to do anything with those oxygen tanks, or do you just want to know that they're there? Uh, like, how big are they? You tell me. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, the small green propane tanks? I was thinking, like, that size? I'm going to say there are two that are about the size of those things you screw into the back of a paintball gun. Okay. Yeah, we're all the same page. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would like to I would like to take those. Okay. I want to know what Foreman Dunning is doing while we're looking around. I'm so glad you asked. You've all taken a moment to do your own little investigations here and Brooks, as you turn your head around and look towards the elevator and around at all the tools and everything, you realize that Dunning is gone. Yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brooks, I'm trying to concentrate. What uh, is going on? The foreman's gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, like, say his name. What? <laughs> like, I don't, we can't really yell in here, right? Like, we can only, like... What? We're... Like... <laughs> space wise we when we talk you can't necessarily uh-huh. hear it in the like cavern right you can just hear it because we're communicating through our suits right like if i yell would it like uh-huh. make something well, hear us? i'm assuming we're I'm connected in comms to you are the foreman yeah okay then i'm gonna like press <laughs> buttons on you can comms. hear each other through your comms. If you were to yell, outside could hear you as well. It would be muffled, obviously, okay. but, you know, it's not soundproof. But we probably don't want to to be heard. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just... He's from Boston, just, so sometimes you just gotta yell. <laughs> it was a scientific question. <laughs> when you scream Every space, single time we record, you, you ask me something space-related. <laughs> If you scream in space, can anyone hear you? If a tree falls in bear shit, do you hear the tree? Is it in space? No one can hear you scream? Isn't that the line? That is the tagline for the movie Alien. Yes. Oh, man. I think the biggest point of that is not a whole lot of people are in space. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm... <laughs> Uh, so true, Ryan. So fucking true, but damn. <laughs> Ryan with that wow. hot, fresh, hot wisdom. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm pressing buttons on my comms to be beep, like, boop, 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 <laughs> "Yo, Foreman, you you there?" Oh, hi there, Brooks. I just hear him. I don't see him. Right, this is terrifying. How is that more scary? No, I'm just kidding. You reach my voicemail. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. Cell uh, phone. What's this? Did you say Ford Man? I'm right. <laughs> I'm right no. here. I'm not far behind you. Foreman Dunning. Oh, okay. 
he's gone and there's no no answer. No, there is an answer. I'm talking to you right now. What's going on, Brooks? Where the where the fuck are you? Y'all were just looking and digging in the dirt. I want I want to head to look. Oh. <laughs> is this like you said? This is like a base, or was? Camp. Yes. Does it only go one direction, or is it? Does it I'm have so like you asked. multiple like tunnels? Now listen, Brooks. I'm gonna say this uh, real slow, like. There are two directions that you can go from the base camp. <laughs> One of which, to the left, will head down into the mining tunnels. That's the way I went. That's uh, that's where I want to show uh, Dr. Kenton what's going on. And to the right, that is where we process in the, uh, what do you call it? The ore pass that goes back up to the facility. Foreman Dunning... Given the probable size and severity of the danger of whatever it is we're dealing with, it would be wise to not venture off without taking one of us with you. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one of you with a gun. (laughs) I have a tangle gun and a stun gun. I have two guns. (laughs) He's got more than you. (laughs) You little overachiever, you. No, I just went ahead to check and make sure that the canaries were still in working condition, so uh, y'all just meet me this way when you're ready. I just can't wait till we're fighting the giant space spider that... Space shrimp. It's a shrimp. ...that has <laughs> this voice. <laughs> well, hello, you shouldn't have trusted me. I'm just a simple space spider, and I'm just gonna eat your brains. I'm here to consume all of your brains and then <laughs> give it to the mother lord. <laughs> you know I hate it when you call me mother lord. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to talk to just Ford and Kenton without the foreman hearing? Yeah, real sabotage. Oh, jeez. So am I doing him sabotage NPC so he's plus zero? Plus zero. Okay. Oh my god, it's a nine. <laughs> Six plus three. That's a nine, right? Yes, that's nine. I haven't rolled that well in a long time. Okay. On a seven to nine, it works, but the speaker will give you a hard choice or a price to pay. Your price to pay is that this is the only time this is going to work. So, make it snappy. Okay, I... Do I have to say how I make this happen? Can I say I know a cheat code? I beep-boop-beep-boop, and I just (laughs) know that it'll turn his off for a second. Yeah, you do up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, DA start. (laughs) I have moves that I could probably just... (laughs) And then it's private, but then it breaks. Okay. How, How much do we trust this guy? I trust him to... Sign my paycheck when we're done with the mission. And I trust that we'll get in a lot of trouble and potentially not get paid if he dies. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it weird that he just walked off on his own? It is bothersome to me. I don't because... think a fucking gun is going to do anything against a giant fucking crab, spider, alien. That's why... I think we should catch up with him so he doesn't <laughs> get fucking killed. <laughs> I'm going to look at Ford. 
I, too, find this to be bothersome, but also, what do you mean a giant crab? (laughs) An arthropod is a crustacean, but also arachnids, and also, I can't remember the Google definition, and I don't have Google. (laughs) Brooks, you are assuming this creature, whatever it is, conforms to the laws of our home planet. We cannot be certain that until we study it, that it has anything to do with what we are used to seeing back on Earth. Yes, I guess you're right. Major, uh, sorry, Ford. Yes. I understand that you came here to be a chef and to cook us meals. But please keep your head on a swivel. We are in a great amount of danger. You are aware a head on a swivel is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong about the term head on a a swivel. Just be be looking around in all directions is what I mean. Is that what head, as if your head your on head a head swivel yeah. is? Yeah. As if okay. your head is on a think? swivel so and that it you swivels don't around. It like you lose your head. I don't know. <laughs> no, it just means you're looking left and right and up and down and sure. all around. If your head was literally on a swivel, then yes, maybe you would lose it because of the way the mechanics of that might work. But <laughs> if your I'm head using was on a, a lazy Susan, <laughs> perhaps. Keep your head on a lazy Susan. <laughs> I literally Googled it, and it says, example usage, we're heading into a dangerous area. Everyone needs to keep... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when in Rome. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Do you want to respond to that differently, or do we want to leave that in? (laughs) You don't know what head on a swivel means. Pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will respond differently. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Doctor, there's some habits that don't die. Nice. <laughs> that, that is very good to hear. That's very badass. <laughs> yeah, that is fucking, fucking dope as shit, bro. Fucking cool shit you just said, dude. Now put your sorrows in a sack. And, put my what in a sack? <laughs> uh, what did you just say? Throw, throw that sack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, don't go change it. <laughs> Mate, wait, I have a badass line now. (laughs) Don't go chasing waterfalls. Major, everything I have is in a sack. And then I turn around (laughs) and I walk down the tunnel. We can all see the big sack you're carrying. Full of your tungle gun. Your extra large tungle gun. God, I almost spit out my hot tea. (laughs) Anyway. Are three of you heading uh, down the tunnel to the left? Yes, cautiously. Do we have like light? We have like flashlights, I assume. Yeah, they are on your helmet. Or do we need to get those from? Has Frankie taken them all from (laughs) us for some reason? They're all. You've got them all in your sack, and you have to hand them out and then take them back. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, good, Katie Bird. Oh my. Then yeah, I agree. We're cautiously uh, going down this tunnel. Yeah. 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 As you head down towards the left, Dr. Kenton, you see something that you are familiar with as a biologist. Um, it is a, I don't want to say invention. You see canaries. Not 
as the birds you know from Earth. There are these tubes along the wall that are glowing yellow, and inside are these artificially enlarged amoebas, almost like a lava lamp. These amoebas are there, much like canaries of old Earth mines, to react to dangerous radiation levels. Their yellow glow will turn into a lifeless gray. But these are still glowing yellow, so there's nothing to worry about. Can y'all hear me? I think we had a little bit of comms interference. Are you, are you, are you reading me? Like a book. Excellent. Did y'all take the left path? You heading my way? Yes. Oh, that's great. So you're going to keep going until you hit the, uh, it's called a tunnel boring machine. It's like a, it's like a, a big car with a big drill on the front. It's for making tunnels bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, you can imagine in your head what that looks like. So when you see that. I see it. So what you'll see is, uh, that machine makes tunnels, right? Mm-hmm. But that tunnel to your left, we didn't make that. Oh. And you can all see there is a far more narrow than these man-made tunnels. What almost at first looks like a fissure in the wall, as you step in front of it, you can see that it opens up wider into a very dark tunnel where no canaries are built into the walls. Ooh, shit. And that's why you are here, Dr. Kenton. We started drilling a little bit further, and we found some tunnels that we did not make. Well, that's a little disconcerting. Do we see the foreman now? Like, is he here? Or is he still just talking at us? You're hearing this. I sort of shine my light around in this tunnel, just kind of looking around in general. Yeah, I would also take a look at this tunnel. the hell? Ah! Oh. And you hear gunshots. Oh no. Go oh, oh fuck. Oh. Through your comms. Oh no. You don't we're not close enough to hear gunshots. No. How far does this fucker go? <laughs> uh I I I fuck this, this tunnel. Really I start him. I start running towards him, yeah. But we don't know where he was. Where that boring machine, the tunnel ends. Okay, that's what I. They thought. did not go further after they found these. Oh, Let me, uh, so he, sorry, I should so have made that is, clear. So he is yeah. in the monster tunnel. Did go down the monster tunnel. Foreman, come in. Foreman, are, are you, are you okay? Did you find cover? You get no response. <laughs> I'm paralyzed with fear. We we only see the one big hole, or can we see multiple? Like small. You see a dark fissure in the wall that is a biologically made tunnel. D- are, are we even sure he he went down there? Brooks, I don't think there's anywhere else he could have gone if he went if he truly went this way. How far how far did he go? We didn't hear the gunshots. You don't have time to explain how sound works in space. <laughs> <laughs> We only heard them in the comms. We're wearing the helmets. It could cancel out sound. We need to move quickly. 
I'll say, I imagine Ford is like darting down. If he yeah, it, it is pretty tight quarters. You're gonna have to go single file. Who's in the lead? I'm assuming Ford. I don't know. We got a, a man who wants a biological discovery too. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to eat me. Uh, you don't want to die. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Just making sure. He's gonna get credit no matter what. Ford's <laughs> hero turns on instantly. Yeah. You're trying to book it through a narrow biological tunnel uh ford i'm gonna have you roll act under fire for the party plus hand that is gonna be a what is that that's a nine hey on a seven or nine the speaker will give you a worse outcome a hard choice or a price to pay i'm gonna say you can get there but you're not gonna remember how you got there these are a lot of tangled tunnels and you will be there but you will be lost in the way that it would be difficult to find your way back to the main tunnel okay that's fine are there multiple there's multiple branches of this tunnel so as you see this tight tunnel is illuminated only by the lights on your eva suits and the two of you can only see the back of ford as he is pushing forward ever so often you get to a larger nexus of smaller fissures you see ford look up and around, keeping his head perfectly on a swivel, and he just, going on pure adrenaline and intuition, picks the next tunnel to move down, and you are all following him like good little soldiers, unless you'd like to veer off. Nope. After a few tight squeezes through very narrow passageways where you have to go horizontal, holding your gear above you as you squeeze through, you come to an opening. The three of you, after going through these narrow passageways, almost tumble out into a larger cavern. The first thing that catches your eye is you see a pistol on the ground. There is a small light attachment to it, and it is pointing forward. As the three of you lift your heads to follow the line of sight, you see something terrifying this creature's skin is a lifeless gray tinged with the color from the sediment of the surrounding mine its long wedge-shaped body stands at an unnerving height upon six appendages the four hind limbs resemble hardened chitinous spears that dig into the solid ground beneath it the two prominent forelimbs are significantly more imposing and bring to mind jagged, nightmarish versions of lobster claws. It slowly shifts side to side animalistically with the majority of its weight on the four long-jointed hind limbs. Its face, a prominent bulbous triangle similar to that of an ant, has no complex eyes. Only a triad of amber-colored, jewel-like protrusions beset upon the crown of its head. In lieu of a mouth, there is a long and intimidating straw-like appendage that extends nearly four feet. You can see its engorged, segmented abdomen curling downward like that of a termite queen, leaving drag marks in the dirt behind it. Oh, fuck. Holy shit. I think I killed it. What? And you see Dunning step out from behind it. He's got one hand on the 
turned down abdomen that's touching the ground. Whoo! What took y'all so long? I'm having a panic attack. I'm on the ground having a panic attack. No, I came in here and I, I, I saw it and I shot it and didn't even move. And he, with both hands, pushes it and it tips over and falls and kind of hits the ground and almost crumples. Oh, no. Well, I guess that's job done. Foreman, I suggest you carefully step this way. What are you talking about? I killed it. Run. It's a molting, Foreman. Look at the way it crumbled on the ground. <laughs> it's just a shell. <laughs> it's a true it's a shell. <laughs> it's a husk. Oh, God. It's, a, it's an exoskeleton. Get away from it. Ian, Dr. Kenton, uh, you would know this is called exuvi. It's an exuvi. <laughs> Y'all are just overreacting. This ain't nothing. Oh my God. And you see Dunning bend down and pick up his pistol, kind of knocking some of the, the dust off of it as he picks it up from the ground. Well, I suppose we should get back, huh? And as he looks up at you... You are all instantly covered in a spray of blood as a straw-like protrusion bursts through his back and out of his chest. Oh, shit. Fuck. And looking up, you can see above you crawling on the ceiling is a ghostly pale pink and white creature with the same bulbous triangle head now beset with three ruby-like protrusions. The three of you are overwhelmed in an instant by a buzzing, rhythmic, guttural trill that resonates throughout the tunnels and mine behind you, echoing back and filling your ears with an instant searing pain. sound like you're from Savannah. I'm mocking his voice. <laughs> oh, you also saying my... there's been a murder? <laughs> my... oh, just a simple mechanic. My hands were in front of my face because I was afraid. That's good. <laughs> Are you saying there's <laughs> <laughs> been a murder? <laughs> <laughs> There's spiders down.